Hi everyone, I'm Jessica. And I'm Morgan. And I'm Carl. You're listening, listening to Sisfiction. <laughs> We have a very special guest with us today, our brother-in-law, Carl. Honored to be here. I am so excited. I've been a fan for, what, three or four years of this podcast. <laughs> Carl is our biggest fan and our biggest critic. <laughs> I got There are. I think there are two sister crime podcasts in the market, and you guys are the best. And I want to yes. the best. Are you only saying Woo! that because we're related to you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, so you have been telling us forever that you've wanted to be a guest here. And we have a really fun, interesting cases for everyone today. But first, I wanted to just say a quick story of how Jessica and I first met you. This was 11 years ago. I was 15, I think. And you were 14? I yeah. think so. And I remember <laughs> you came with Erin to pick us up and... I don't know who came up with the idea, but you decided to take us to Barrett's Haunted Mansion, which is a terrifying place, a scary, scary clowns on stilts kind of area. And I think you, one of you probably thought we would like it because we watch scary movies. We show up there, you and Erin got tickets and went in, and Jesse and I spent the 45 whatever minutes or however long you guys were in there, cowering in the back seat of your car so we didn't even get to like talk to you but they kept terrorizing us <laughs> but they kept ter- yes they kept coming yeah, carl brought skittles and, so and starburst yeah yeah it worked yeah. out so it worked out really well but we're we're thankful that you're still still around of course, yeah you two are pretty awkward but you've come around a little bit <laughs> I feel like at 14, I was less awkward than I am now. <laughs> well, I think because now you really realize how awkward you are, whereas when you're 14, you don't think you're awkward. I've really come into the awkwardness. Awkwardness, yeah. yeah. And we also really love your two little girls, and you pulled a baller dad move by taking your eldest fo- to Disney World for a full weekend. It was awesome. We had a lot of fun. You had a lot of fun. Did you have more fun than her? I did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yep. Along those lines, we thought it would be fun to do a Disney World episode. I think that's such a great idea. Um, as you mentioned, I'm kind of a critic. And one piece of constructive criticism I've always had is that <laughs> your podcast is kind of depressing. It's all crimes, people getting hurt. So it's I think it's like a nice way to switch it up and do one about like, Disney princesses, fairy tales, all that. Well, talk about awkward. <laughs> um, so these are some stories of Disney World deaths that have occurred. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> oh, all right. So how about Carl? Should do you want to start? Well, first, um, I found some statistics that the odds of becoming a victim of crime at Disney World is one in 99. The chance of being a victim of a violent crime is one in 716. And the chance of being a victim of property crime is one in 115. But my biggest fear with any kind of amusement parks is things like getting stuck. You're on a ride and then you get stuck. It just stops. 
kind of ride malfunctions. Wait, you're afraid of getting stuck? Because then I get off. Yeah, but if you're up on a roller coaster and you get stuck, you're gonna have to like climb off, and there's nowhere to go. You go down. That's part of the ride experience. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. And I, you don't even go on roller coasters. Exactly. That's exactly why I don't go on roller coasters. Actually, your boyfriend Dev just bought that inversion table probably to practice in case he ever gets <laughs> well, stuck <stop>. upside down. <laughs> no, there's no inversion table anymore. It's sold. Oh. It has been sold. Ouch. Uh, let's just say a like four foot by eight foot inversion table doesn't fit well in a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, Noted. doesn't seem right. Anyway, most of these. Uh, cases that we found kind of the most well-known cases of deaths at Disney World, I'd say about 95% of them are from ride malfunctions. Yeah. So we're going to work with that. First one, <laughs> these people are going down on this ride that's kind of set up as a train. The one con- the conductor's one job is to switch over the little button so that the train switches tracks mm-hmm. on time. He screws it up. He hits it too early, and one of the the, tra- the train cars goes bowling into a concrete wall. And I'm reading the story, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is a pretty intense way to start." And then I continue on in the story. Nothing happens. Yeah. Everyone was okay. <laughs> yeah. But the best part is this guy job to pull the button. He just goes and leaves. Yeah. Calls it a day. <laughs> leaves. Doesn't come back. Okay, but to be fair. In that situation, wouldn't you do the same thing? I would leave, thing? too. Yeah. 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 Well played. I think that's the kind of thing. One time when I was a kid, I was going to catch the bus, and I went outside, and I slipped on the ice, and I fell, and so I just turned around and went back inside and stayed home Wait, quit while you're ahead. This and poor guy. This oh, yeah. feels like one of those situations. Yeah. It's just like. It's clearly not my day. <laughs> this poor guy, he's going to go to apply for his next job, and they're going to say, like, can we check your references? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no, thank no, you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, what do we have next? All right, well, that was in 1955, and for nearly a decade, Disney World or Disneyland didn't report or didn't have any major incidents until 1964, a 15-year-old stood up and was thrown from the top of the Matterhorn bobsleds. He landed on a ledge, he fractured his ribs and skull, and he actually died three days later. But isn't that the first thing they tell you before you go on any ride is keep your hands and feet inside at all times. Don't stand up. Yeah. I'm say that's his up? fault. Yeah. Yeah. His fault. Not yeah. a crime. I mean, it was 1964, so I mean... What they I'm didn't sure know. Still, <laughs> I'm just saying. They didn't know back then. People didn't stand up. People the didn't take as many precautions as they do now. Or 15 year old boys. Yeah, at all took times. Took the amount of precautions that they. W- would do. you say that's correct? As when you were a 15 year old boy. Yeah. Boys like that? aren't too smart. I, know, yeah. so I, I like to. I got girls. All girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're girl. Yeah. All right, I'm going to switch it up and go a little bit more on the typical suspicion uh, road and talk about the first homicide at Disneyland. So at a private party in Tomorrowland. Okay, so Disneyland is the one in California. Yeah. Which I have not been to. No, me neither. Carl? Never. Okay. I think they're, 
you can say they're the same though. Can you? I mean, I feel like it's the it's the same Disney. It's Walt Disney. But it's not like is it the same rides? I I bet they would have the same similar. At a private party in Tomorrowland, two men, James O'Driscoll and Mel Yorba, were hanging out when James O'Driscoll accused Mel Yorba of touching his girlfriend. Ooh. O'Driscoll pulled a knife on Yorba and stabbed him in the chest. Mm. Park medics took their sweet old time, but eventually, <laughs> but eventually got Mel Yorba to Palm Harbor Hospital in Garden Grove, California, and he was unfortunately pronounced dead. A jury ended up awarding Mel Yorba's family $600,000 for Disney's negligence in this situation. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I loved how they called out in the story, the security guards just took their time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the, the security guards at Disney Disney World, and it's not SEAL Team 6. No. No. Yeah, I interrupted their, their it, lunch break. <laughs> that, that seems about right. I'm going to guess that after this situation... They're, they're a little more SEAL Team 6-esque. Yeah, so just reading through these, a lot of them are like people stood up on the ride, people decided that they didn't like their car, so they jumped across to the next car and mm-hmm. fell off. Yeah, I think the lesson of reading through all of these, and we'll post um, the article where we got a lot of these on our website so you can read a little bit more in-depth on everything, but from my mind, I mean, stay in your seat. Yeah. And there's one where the guy tries to crash the high school party by walking on the train tracks oh, into the yeah. park and gets hit by the train. I mean, can I say, though, again, it's 1960. That, that one's in 1966. <laughs> it's, it's the no. 60s again. Stop blaming the decade. <laughs> yeah. People should not be doing these things. The like, signs probably said, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. And they cross off, please. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Carl, you're exactly right. There's that one of the monorail track. Um, there's another one jumping seats on a ride and falling. There's one that I think is really interesting. So this is a new decade, 1973. And this is an 18-year-old <laughs> with his 10-year-old brother. Thank God we're out of the 60s. I know, right? <laughs> They hid out on the Tom Sawyer's Island past the closing time to kind of explore the island a little bit more afterwards. The older brother, the 18-year-old, he decided that he was going to swim across the rivers of America while carrying his brother because his brother was a bad swimmer. So it would be like me carrying you, Jesse, because you're a bad swimmer. I'm an excellent swimmer now. Well, now I guess. Yeah, now you are, because you've been practicing. Thank you. The older brother drowned halfway across, and then his little brother dog paddled to safety. Oh, that's pretty sad. Which is really sad, but also, how did nobody find them? Why weren't their parents like, where are my kids? Well, this was the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Yeah, you're right. People just didn't think like that. <laughs> yeah, when you were saying, like, these True. events tend to happen in clusters. Like, there were a lot in, like, the 60s, and then there was a 10-year gap, so mm-hmm. happened. And it just reminded me of the the time I went to see my brother. He used to work at 
for DuPont at a big factory, and there's mm-hmm. this sign, the big sign that says, we haven't had an accident in 2,527 days. Oh, yeah. And it was a manual sign, so someone got up every day and changed the number. <laughs> and I was joking with him that it must have been so awkward when something happens and you have to go back and change oh, it to one. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, also, I, I guess there's a thing that um, when I was researching for this, that Disney World doesn't always release accidents or or ride stuff. Is that surprising? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't find it surprising. Yeah. It's not great. No. I did. I have heard that um, Disney World is actually one of the best customer service places. Would you because say, yeah. if they see, so they have cameras everywhere, right? Uh-huh. And if they see that you're like, looks like you're like having a really bad time or you complain or something they will make sure you then have the best time of your life so people who have like a bad experience at some point in their trip at disney world tend to then like score disney world the highest on surveys because then they have such an amazing trip from that point forward really that's so true every single person works there let's say you know we'll say have a magical day and it got so annoying by the end of my three-day trip. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not well. magical. <laughs> but then I got home and I'd go to the gas station and be like, and he's say, like get out. <laughs> have a magical day. Dude, I, I wish you had said to the gas station yes. attendant, have a magical day. <laughs> then they would flag him. One more kind of, I guess, normal suspicion story is this is in the 90s. Another in 1992, New York State resident Alan Ferris decided that he was going to stalk his ex-girlfriend who worked at Epcot. The 37-year-old illegally entered the park around 11 p.m. And according to Orange County Sheriff's deputies, when the security guard started questioning him, he took out a shotgun and shot three times at the guard. The shots shattered several windows in an in a ride's pavilion. Security personnel radioed for backup, and Allen took two workers hostage in a nearby bathroom. He came out about 10 minutes later, but he kept shouting, Shoot me! You're going to have to kill me! And then without warning, he put the gun to his temple and pulled the trigger. That's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we were having a great time, and then really... <laughs> you kind of, like, I know <laughs> that was a that was a real like rough yeah. One to end Ooh, but yeah. okay, okay, so all of these stories are I think they're mostly about visitors coming to Disney World, but there have been a lot of um, cast members and like the backstage people who have had lost their lives um, from natural causes and from mishaps. And hundreds are injured every single year. So in 2001, state officials made it so that Disney's required to report all of their incidents. So I guess they weren't doing that beforehand. Good for Disney. (laughs) I know. Well, that would be, like, how could you say, oh, it's the happiest world place on earth? And then, oh, this guy was thrown off of a, like, Thunder Mountain and died. It does happen, though. Remember when um, the Yankee Cannonball at uh, Canopy Lake Park? Like, oh, a right. whole section of the cars derailed mm-hmm. and came off, and it was yeah. closed for a while? 
Yeah, I, I, that's I, for like years. I got right back on that when they opened it. That's the only roller coaster I've ever been on. You know, reading through these, I'm I'm gonna say Disney's doing a pretty good job. Most of these are like the fault of the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can't stop someone like bringing a, a shotgun. True. Like, well, metal detectors now. Well, yeah, but the '90s, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. I mean. Like the guy who had to flip the tracks. Yeah. You know, now it's automatic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I I wanna go back to Disney. Even though I don't like rides anymore. I, I get know. I get pretty motion sick, but I'll like push it to the edge. Did you guys go on any No, you didn't go on any like crazy <laughs> no. I'm I'm thinking, oh, four years old now. We we, we meant to Went to meet princesses, and we did. We yeah. met every single one. <laughs> but all we went on was uh, Dumbo, oh, that one's Ferris fun. Wheel. Oh, no. Yeah, we kept it very... Did you go on that? I love... You know what roller coaster I do love? The Little Kid Dragon roller coaster. I oh, love that's that a, that's one. That's a Canopy Lake Park, I think. Yeah, that's a Canopy yeah, Lake yeah. Park, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Carl, thank you so much for joining us. We're so sorry that it took us a long time to get this set up today it was very unprofessional <laughs> honored to be here love this podcast uh so what do we do now like pause to take a few questions from our listeners <laughs> we wish carl do you have a couple of questions <laughs> as a listener? um well i have some answers that i think people are asking where can you find us go on facebook on instagram not on twitter Go on our website, suspicion.com, and we'll definitely have you back. I think you've been maybe one of my favorite guests. The enthusiasm. You're so is. enthusiastic. So key takeaway from this one, we've now offended all other guests, <laughs> all Disney World <laughs> security staff, Everyone and all people who are alive before the 60s. <laughs> seventies. Okay, on point one, though, at least luckily for us, all of the guests have been in this family, so they have to love us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And stay, stay suspicious. suspicious. <laughs>